Please listen carefully. Hello, universe. Welcome to the Optimist Daily Update. I'm Ariel Tianko. And I'm Christy Jansen, and we are part of the team behind the Optimist Daily, making solutions the news. We bring you solutions news every day in order to change the tenor of news media, social media, and the direction of your day to help us all get focused on solutions. Seven days a week, we publish positive news stories written by award-winning journalists and delivered online to your inbox and through our social channels. And also, we are sharing these solutions in a commute-worthy, walk-worthy, out-of-this-world-worthy podcast. (laughs) Today is Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. Hey, Christy. How are you doing today? I'm good. I like that you're forecasting what our articles that we're highlighting are going to be about. Yeah. Because we are a little bit spacey today. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Why don't we just jump into it? All right. I have a short time. I have a new person starting this morning, so I have to get running quickly, but I want, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here on the pod with you this morning. <laughs> Let's talk about what's happening in the Optimist Daily world. So... My headline today reads, NASA assembles team to investigate UFO sightings, um, which is very interesting to me. I didn't think that this was going to be a thing that an organization as serious as NASA is, but it turns out that there are legitimate reasons for assembling this sort of team. The truth is out there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So the Pentagon has actually confirmed the sightings of UFOs over the last couple of years, but they remain unexplained. So in response, NASA is forming its own independent team for the purpose of studying these UFOs. The confirmed UFO sightings certainly have many scientists and officials boggled, but there are some that think that maybe this is not the responsibility of NASA. Thomas Zerbuchin. Zerbuchin? Thomas Zerbuchin. Thomas Zerbuchin, or (laughs) Zerbuchin, it's Z-U-R-B-U-C-H-E-N, NASA's science mission chief, stated that this might seem like a, quote, kind of selling out in the eyes of the scientific community since it's such a controversial subject. But Zerbuchin said during a National Academy of Sciences webcast, we are not shying away from reputational risk. Our strong belief is that the biggest challenge of these phenomena is that it's a data-poor field. So NASA considers this an important goal to get to the bottom of what is called UAPS, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And if they can, it won't be that expensive. The study will only be using information publicly available, and it won't cost any more than $100,000. The program will begin in the fall and last for about nine months and will be led by astrophysicist David Spurgle, president of the Simons Foundation for Advancing Scientific Research, who expects to come up with multiple explanations for UAPs. Well, (laughs) I think this is fantastic. It's not very much money. It's a tiny little drop in the bucket as far as NASA's budget uh, and as far as putting together research on such a massive subject like unexplained flying objects or UAPs, (laughs) but it is a fun one. And who knows what they'll find, you know? Who knows what they'll find? Who knows what explanations they might come up with? There's a show called Project Blue Book that my family enjoys watching that's all about like a task force in the Navy Army set in the 50s when all of the like Uh classic times of Roswell (laughs) was happening and all these UFOs were happening. And anyway, and some people I know kind of believe that 
there's extraterrestrial technologies that we were gifted or yeah. given. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. I mean, the universe is huge. We have no idea what's out there. And honestly, I think it's so huge and so there's so much we don't know. I, I do kind of believe that we're not alone in the universe in terms of sentience. Mm-hmm. It's at least a hope. It's too lonely to be the only ones here. It's a hope and a fear. You know, I mean, who knows? The nasty buggies can be out there that don't like us or don't even consider us. And also, we ha- we have a very narrow sentience. There's other types of sentience. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I think this is a great story. <laughs> I like it. It's just fun to know about. <laughs> the fact that it's it's really inexpensive, I think it's fun. And it'll, it, it might even add to NASA's popularity, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's maybe, you know, they could be saying they're, they're going to get some pushback from the scientific community. But I think everybody who's interested in science and space is also interested in extraterrestrials. So, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And it kind of bleeds nicely into your story. It does. It does. So hysterically, there's two kind of space-related stories in today's Optimus Daily Headlines, and I'm going to choose the other one. My headline reads, here's how kombucha is helping investigate ETs. And We all know that kombucha is a tea of many talents. (laughs) The drink, if you don't know, is made by fermenting sugar with bacteria and yeast cultures in a tea, with the result being health-packed, delicious beverage. It's uh, basically fermented tea. And due to its unique properties, the scientists have been researching alternative uses for kombucha and for the, the SCOBY, which is the symbiotic culture of the yeast and bacteria, which include a kombucha-based wood, using the cultures as a sustainable water filter. It's more effective in, than many more chemically produced filters. But now there's a research group from Gotten, uh, Gottingen University in Germany and the University of Minas Gerais in Brazil that have been researching another interesting use of kombucha, which is out of this world. And that is that the team has set up experiments for the fermented drink to help in investigating extraterrestrial life. And what they are doing is using the kombucha culture, the the SCOBY, in a simulated Mars-like condition to look at the chances of survival of the different species that make up that kombucha culture. The Biology and Mars Experiment, which is the Biomex project, has previously attempted a similar experience taking kombucha cultures to the International Space Station. So this is a second follow-up kind of study. But what the projects are looking at is to gain a more thorough understanding of how resilient the bacteria and yeast cultures really are. Both experiments found that there is the surprising power in a cellulose-type bacteria, a cellulose-producing bacteria, and that this ability to produce cellulose structures is key in resilience in extreme conditions. The German-Brazilian team concluded that the only species in the kombucha culture to survive was a cellulose-producing bacteria, and the ISS experiment found that after years of Martian-like conditions, bacteria with similar features managed to survive and reproduce. So what this suggests is that cellulose is a key component for microorganisms that survive in extraterrestrial environments. Knowing this information can be very helpful when studying the origins of life and also as a biomarker for extraterrestrial bacteria. Maybe that's how life started on, on, on Earth. Maybe there was like a, a kombucha yeah. culture that flew, you know, a, a magic scoby that flew. We are all kombucha, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but the team states that even though it sounds far-fetched, understanding these strenuous abilities of bacterial cellulose 
could inspire films and membranes for protecting life or goods in extraterrestrial conditions. They're already finding that's like the water filter. Mm-hmm. The the kombucha film is actually much better at filtering out a lot of toxic or otherwise not not good stuff to create a water filter. Mm-hmm. Another interesting application could be developing novel drug delivery systems for medicines that are suitable to use in space. So I just I just think this is so cool. I love kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that it has so much use. Use. It's so useful. Yes. Anyway, my new employee has arrived. I have to go meet up with her and uh, get her get her signed on and set up here at our corporate office in Santa Barbara. So everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's Optimist Daily Update. Share our stories on social media. Forward a story to a friend. Make sure you leave a positive review on the podcast. However you do it, be part of the solution-changing consciousness that addresses our world's biggest challenges with a problem-solving mindset. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow with more solutions. Bye.